0: I can't keep track of what's popular in the Four Roses fan club. <laughs> yeah, I know. <it> was- <laughs> <laughs> which recipe are we supposed to which corner of the warehouse is
1: <laughs> It was funny, I made a reference to like uh, what was popular. Like I was like, oh yeah, this OESV is as popular as the uh, I, I- obsk o- in like 2015 and remembered like the me warehouse and then no, Tuesday, yeah, and i was like nah man that's wrong that's the obsv i was like oh shit hey
2: everyone this is kenny and welcome back to another episode of bourbon pursuit the official podcast of bourbon You know, I've been talking about it for a while now that we've got a lot of good things in store for the podcast. And today we are finally releasing one of them. What is it? Uh, You've been following us on social media or you support us on Patreon, then you already know. If not, I'm going to make you wait a few minutes. So next week, we are picking our next barrel at Heaven Hill that will be in Elijah Craig. Ryan, myself, and four other Patreon supporters are going to make it happen. We've been on a roll with barrel picks recently and we've got more in the pipeline thanks to Keg & Bottle out of the San Diego area. We've been working together over the past few weeks and Bourbon Pursuit gets first crack at every barrel to any of their nine stores. So make sure you show your love by checking out Keg & Bottle, that's K-E-G, the letter N, and bottle.com where you can shop their huge online selection of over 700-plus different whiskeys, and you can have them delivered to your door around the country. Now, today's episode features someone who isn't new to the show. Ed Bly has put himself on the map and has not only been recognized in the underground bourbon community, but he's beginning to put his mark on a greater footprint. Ed came to me and he said, I've got some big news that I want to share, and I want to get a few people together to talk about it. And I figured what better way to do that than doing it community roundtable style. I won't spoil anything, so keep listening to find out. You know, make sure that you do follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, just to see what we're up to. If you like what you hear, make sure you do support the show on Patreon. I say it all the time, but I'm telling you, it goes a long way to actually help and support the show and grow it to where it is. And not only that, we've even got more announcements that are coming that are going to be only available to help Patreon subscribers. We're building a real community around this, so I really hope that... You all join in and if you're on the fence about it, send me an email, kenny at bourbonpursuit.com and we'll talk about it. So that big news that I hinted at a minute ago, he's been on the show before and he's always been a great guest, but now things are going to get bigger and better. I want to be the first to officially extend a welcome to Fred Minnick as the newest member of the Bourbon Pursuit team. That's right. You heard me correctly. Fred approached us about joining the podcast and we couldn't have been more excited to make this happen. Fred brings years of credibility and industry knowledge, and we know that this is going to open up more doors for higher profile guests and pushing this really to the next level. We have content recorded for the next few months, so you're not going to hear him as a co-host for a little bit, but we are going to introduce a new segment to the show called Above the Char. This will be a few minutes where Fred gets the opportunity to go on a rant, do a whiskey review, or just talk about something on his mind. I've listened to some of his recordings already and the ideas that he has in the pipeline, and I guarantee you, you're not going to be disappointed. So, with that, enjoy this week's episode, and here's Fred Minnick with Above the Char.
3: I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. Once upon a time, the federal government made distillers prove their label and advertising claims. For example, in the 1950s, the Fed settled an advertising feud between Stagg and Early Times. Both brands claimed to be the best-selling bourbon, and the government made them show sales records to prove it. Early Times won. Of course, they still let wild tales, such as, "'My grandpappy carried this yeast between his toes when swimming the Delta.'" There's always been a certain amount of folklore allowed in American whiskey, but if a distiller said something actionable, like this whiskey is made from Guatemala corn, the feds came charging with their ink pens, pocket protectors, and carbon paper. Today, decades removed from carbon paper usage, labeling is getting out of hand. In an attempt to stand out, marketers add things like Frontier Whiskey, Small Batch, and Handcrafted. But the one thing that really drives me nuts is cigar blend or cigar barrel. I first noticed this term with Joseph Magnus's cigar blend bourbon. It became even more prevalent in private barrel selections when distillers noticed private cigar clubs were picking barrels to go with cigars. The rationale is that a cigar blend stands up to a barrel. Well, take my humidor and call me a toddler, but this is stupid. Do you know what else goes with a cigar? Maker's Mark, Jack Daniels, and Wild Turkey. Pairing with a cigar is no different than pairing with food. Just as some food is light in flavor, some cigars are more delicate than bold. And there's not any one bourbon that pairs with all cigars. You actually need to give the cigar maker some credit for their own toil. Of course, that's a side note to the greater problem. How the hell did a cigar blend get approved in the first place? Easy. We no longer care. I see these labels and wonder how the 1950s agent would have reacted. With a pencil tucked in his ear, hair slicked back, a white short sleeve button up, and a straight long black tie, I imagine this guy smoking a cigarette as he stamps not approved on the cigar label request. Of course, he'd probably follow up with the simple question What the hell is a cigar blend? That's this week's Above the Char. And now, a word about me. I am a bourbon author, critic, the official curator and co-founder of Bourbon and Beyond, the bourbon authority of the Kentucky Derby Museum, and I'm the guy you've probably seen walking around wearing ascots. I've watched Ryan and Kenny start with a couple of cables and a mic jack and grow into the official bourbon podcast. And it's an honor to join these two hoodlums as we discuss our passion, bourbon, and sometimes rum but certainly never vodka. If you have an idea for Above the Char, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, at Fred Minnick. Thanks, guys, and I look forward to spending more time with you. Cheers.
2: Welcome back to the episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast, the official podcast of Bourbon. Kenny here tonight. And this is actually an episode that's going to be replacing this month's rendition of the Bourbon Community Roundtable. This happened because we got an email or message from one of the most favorite people that we all adore, been a friend of the show uh, for a very long time. And he had some news to share and I'm not going to go ahead and and spill anything because I want to save that for this. But his idea is, he said, you know, for me to not do a million interviews, let's just go ahead and do a round table, get some bloggers on. And then everybody has the same scoop, right? So this is going to be the opportunity for some people that, uh, well, there's one person in here that's, uh, always a regular on the pot or on the, uh, the round table as well. Uh, we've got somebody else that's been on the round table before, and we've got somebody new that's going to be joining us, the, the other half of Superfly Bourbon Club that's going to be here tonight as well. So, without giving too much away, I'm going to go ahead and kind of just give you a little teaser that this show and this episode is going to be focused on Ed, the, the man, the blender master, Bly. And maybe we'll <laughs> figure out what. What's going to happen with old Baldy, right? We'll figure out what's going to happen with there because he's got some new things that are that are up his sleeve. But before I go and kick that off, I want to introduce everybody that is on the phone that's going to be asking questions tonight. So Ryan Lentz, I want to start off with you.
1: Yeah, uh, Ryan Lentz on Instagram. I'm at uh, bourbon underscore buddy. And then my blog, uh, www.thebourbonbuddy.com.
2: Michael, you go ahead since you're a, you're a rookie over here. So go ahead and you uh, go for it.
5: Hello, everyone. Uh, Michael, I'm uh, the other half of Superfly Super Braving Club. You've probably seen Max on the roundtables and, you know, a couple of the podcasts. Uh, but I handle mainly the design side of it. So all the visual stuff that you see is all done by me. And, um, you know, We've been having our ear to the ground a little bit to see what's going on in the industry before we make moves, but we've been doing things quietly. Haven't seen a lot on the website, but um, things are coming. So you can find us on com and uh, Instagram and Facebook. And
2: Michael's always for hire for making bottle designs for stickers, right? As long as you get a few bottles out of it, is that what it is?
5: (laughs) That's, I mean, I have a whole liquor cabinet just due to payments from uh, graphic people. (laughs) That's nice. <laughs> we might be, ir- we might be hiring practice. you soon yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you just got yourself a lot of new customers <laughs> Oh yeah,
5: I'm bad. I'm bad. but it's fun i love it
2: good deal and blake go ahead
0: yeah i'm blake from bourboner.com um you can find me instagram facebook twitter b-o-u-r-b-o-n-r in recently i'll go ahead and plug this really quick uh launch sealbox.com so that's s-e-e-l-b-a-c-h-s.com if you haven't already go check it out getting into the, the the bourbon moving game now huh yeah yeah gotta gotta keep the pieces moving around so so trying to get into the online craft retail side of things <laughs> i'm right
5: there with you blake <laughs>
2: <laughs> good deal and so let's go ahead and introduce the man of the hour tonight so he's been on past episodes uh we did a wild turkey pick with him he's been on talking about you know the the bad side and the good side of retail and whether you price things in secondary or do you price it at retail and how do they do it but edit Bly, welcome back once again.
6: Uh, go ahead and give everybody a short little intro for yourself as well. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me back on again. Oh, gosh, where to begin? Uh bottle now for whoo, three and a half years, almost four years. Um, obviously, we're at 584 Buttermilk Pike in Crescent Springs, Kentucky. Uh, um, I've been – I don't even know where to begin, but honestly, Ken. <laughs> it's uh, it's a little overwhelming right at the moment um how, how do you want to do this how should well, we do
2: this sir i think um let's go ahead and i'll, I'll open up with the first question because you had sent us a message and you're like we've got this i've got this thing going on i want to tell you all about it so i think you should just go ahead and spill it like tell us what it is that you've got going on here
6: um, I've been working on transitioning, uh, from cork and bottle. I'll, I'm, let's start there in the beginning. Um, I I've learned and enjoyed and spent time at that store for, I can't even, I can't even begin to say I've, I've learned so much in my experience there, uh, over my time. And I, am so grateful to all the people that I've met over the time, but I think it's time for me to take, uh, for me to take my next steps. So my next step is uh, my next step is I'm going to open a distillery. Um, and I use that term loosely, we're going to be an NDP. Um, I've, I've learned that my passion is dealing in, uh, in pallet work and uh, pallet design and, uh, uh, bottle barrel picking and bottling and the whole process has just been absolutely fantastic for me. So that's where I think my passion is going to take me is we're going to open a distillery. It's looking like it's going to be in Northern Kentucky.
2: And now, is there a, a name for said distillery yet, or is that still in the there
6: works? There is. No, we, we've got the name together. It's going to be Rising Tide Spirits, And that's, uh, that's I, I've, I've decided to focus on, on the, what happens after barreling side of what we do. Um, I, uh, I noticed that a lot of places focus on what happens going into the, bo- into the barrel, but not a lot of people talk about what happens coming out of the barrel. So where we're going to be different is is we're going to focus on putting out um, products that are specifically designed on how to release the product in its best form. Um, basically, what I mean by that is, is we're going to focus on filtration. We're going to focus on proofing. We're going to focus on, um, on releasing the, the product into the bottle in its absolute best tasting form. So it's exciting for me right now. Um, Obviously, I got a lot that I'm working on, and a lot is still being developed. Um, But uh, I wanted to announce that my official last day of and bottle is going to be September 1st. Um, In the meantime, I didn't leave them empty-handed because that's just not the type of person that I am. Um, I helped them procure my my replacement, if you will. And that gentleman's name is uh, Eric Bowman. And Eric has already started with us at Cork, and we've already worked on uh, the transition. Uh, Eric is uh, Eric's a great, great, great guy. His personality is very, very similar to mine. We're both very laid back. Um, we both are, are bourbon uh, enthusiasts at heart. He, he ran uh, a local store here in the northern Kentucky area for 10 years now, and he's coming from that store to, to take my spot at Cork.
0: Good so deal. I think it's time yeah, we can put it yeah, up. Can, yeah, can yeah. open up for questions. Go ahead. <laughs> open <laughs> open, I open the floodgates. Jump on in. So I mean, first question, obviously. So you'll be sourcing initially right. their plans for a distillery, uh, oh. or you know,
6: actual oh. distilling down the line. No, um, I don't think that we're going to. I think we're going to focus just on sourcing, but that will be at some point some contract distillate as well. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, it's going to take uh, it's going to take a little while to get the facility up and on the ground. You know, you got to go through zoning and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm in negotiations on the property now. It's uh, it's looking good. Uh, The one that I'm that I'm looking at is in Northern Kentucky. Uh, I do have a a backup plan should that one not work though.
0: Will uh, Will Rising Tide be the brand, or that'll be kind of the you know, the parent and and then you'll have brands underneath it.
6: We'll have, we'll have individual brands underneath it. We're going to focus on uh, bourbon, rye and, uh, some blue, also single barrels as well. Uh, the goal is to be able to basically barrel pick for uh, the first year of the state of Kentucky and then expanding from there. Um, it's going to be a pretty good size operation. Um, while it's being built, I've been working with another distillery to work on doing some branding work through them with my, uh, with my products. So, uh, things are going well. Things are going way better than I, uh, than I could have ever dreamed at this point. It's, it's, it's very humbling.
0: No. So it's, it's interesting. (laughs) It's interesting because, you know, in the scotch and even in the rum world, you see a lot of these independent bottlers, you know, more focus put on the master taster, master blender, but for whatever reason in bourbon and American whiskey, we put the focus on the master distiller, um, is the idea to just bring more of, more of the awareness and more of kind of the art to the tasting and to the blending and really just focus on that. Like you said, what happens after the barrel?
6: Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, we want it's so difficult, uh, being in our industry. First off, a a lot of places are hanging their hat on stories that really don't have a whole lot to do with what they're doing right now. (laughs) Uh, you you know, and and you and I see it, we've all been there. It's the truth. So I'm not, I'm not doing that. You all know who I am. You know what I've done. Um, I've picked over 200 barrels. I've sold over 200 barrels out of one store. Um, (laughs) That's and, and in our industry, that's more than some places put out. That's that's a pretty significant number, and uh, we've done it quite well, and and still are doing it to this day. Um, so I feel like I've already proven myself as far as what I can do as as far as barrel selection goes. Now it's just a, it's just ratcheting up the numbers to a little bit larger scale. I think. So um, you're,
2: you're saying you didn't find your your great great grandpappy's old recipe and figured you would. <laughs> You know yeah. start it.
6: <laughs> no, I, I really uh, I really I'm not uh, we're gonna be as transparent as we possibly can. obviously some places that we purchase from will uh, will not allow that to be completely transparent, but uh, what I do with everything will be uh, in fact the, the entire almost the entire inside of the distillery, if it's built the way that I'm thinking is' gonna to be almost all glass. I, I want I want people to understand we got nothing to hide. You know, there's been a lot of famous places that have been NDPs when done correctly you know? Um, and I, I, think that, I think I've already got a nice head start. Hey, Eric. Hey, what's up? Finally. <laughs> so as I was telling you about Mr. Bowman, uh, this is Mr. Eric Bowman. He'll be taking my spot at Cork uh, as the bourbon, uh, as the bourbon guy.
2: Eric, you yeah. want to give a quick introduction no, sure. to
4: yourself? Hey, yeah, my name is, my name's Eric Bowman. Um, I've worked at Depths for, you know, 15 years, barrel picking there since 2013. And, you know, kind of wanted to move away from managing people and kind of exclusively doing barrel picking. That sounds like a dream job for some
2: people, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
2: So, Ed, another question to kind of throw back at sure. you. You know,
6: through, you know, you said that you've been there since 2013. Is that what you said that when you were at Cork and Bottle? Yeah, I, I believe it was. It was either 2013 or or the the end of 13 and the beginning of 14, but yeah.
2: Okay. So during that time, I mean, I guess let's, let's rewind it a little bit. I mean, at what point were did you actually start picking barrels for them or were you picking barrels prior to that? And that sort of kind of got you to the point where you're like, okay, well I'm getting good at this now.
6: It, It was actually an interesting experience. I was running whiskey barrel society with Kyle dines at the time and we were already barrel picking. So, uh, when when I had barrels coming into Cork, we I actually had just moved back from Texas, and not two weeks after I'd moved back, one of the barrels I had helped select came into Cork, um, and and there was a there was a different manager at the time, uh, Mr. Hugh. Um, he he th- we were sitting at the table and we were trying the barrels that we selected, and there were some people over in the bourbon section. I said, "Do you do you want me to go help them?" And he said, "Sure." And I walked over and I sold him I don't know six or seven bottles of bourbon, and uh, he he looked astounded when I came back to the table he said what'd you do what do you mean what I do <laughs> I just answered their questions for him and then he asked me if I needed a job and I just I, I you know I started picking uh, almost immediately after getting there and I, I I went with them the first few times and then after a while they kind of understood I knew what was going on and and how to sell the products that I was picking and uh and it just took off from there and so, I mean, at, at this
2: point, do you think that like cork and bottle is actually grooming you or do you think it was something that you were already kind of already on that path, making it happen?
6: One of the wonderful things about where I work is, is I, I'm not micromanaged, not the slightest bit. I have the exact opposite of micromanagement. Uh, they gave me a lot of freedom to be able to do what I thought was right. And as long as I produced results, it wasn't too difficult to get them to do whatever I wanted as far as our department went. So my entire focus was just kind of staying ahead of the industry on what was going on. And by knowing what was going on, it subsequently led me to finding uh, picks that other people hadn't seen or, you know, hadn't hadn't even thought about doing. And it it kind of just blew up from there.
2: So I'll go ahead and ask the, the elephant question in the room, right, because I'm sure it's people that are are wanting to know about it. You know, what's what's going to happen with the old Baldy brand? What Are you taking that so, with you, or is that staying at Cork and Bottle? And, and well, Eric's taking it over. What's, what's the plan?
6: <laughs> well, I actually left that uh, brand with Mr. Mattingly, who uh, who owns Urban 30 Spirits. So he is going to manage that brand. It's part of his lines. Uh, he may release some more. He may not. I'm really honestly not sure. Um, but uh, it was his brands to begin with, so it seemed like the fair thing to do. Okay. So, on what I'm doing, isn't going to be very similar to what he's doing. He has a whole different method that works for him and then and he's going to be very successful with, um, I'm focusing on, on doing, uh, more of the traditional side of, uh, of whiskey, uh, uh, less on the finish side.
2: Okay. So I guess talk a little bit more about what are those, those, you know, you had mentioned that you're doing more about focus on, um, I guess, you know, filtration and proofing, mm-hmm. I, I guess, give give us a little bit more like a narrow scope of like really what that means uh, in regards of like a product that'll
6: come out. The Okay. So products that'll be coming out for certain, it really just depends on which moves we make moving into licensing. So once licensing's done then at that point, then I can start purchasing barrels. Um, I have leads on barrels. I have some things lined up that'll take care of itself, but I got to make, you know, once... Once those barrels are purchased, at that point I can talk about products. I have ideas on what I want to release as far as product wise. Uh, I want to do bourbons, I want to do ryes, and I also want to do a bourbon and rum blend. I think there's a I think there's a real nice market uh, and a lot of people that'll have their eyes open when I when I release some of that. I've I've played around with a lot of it. It's pretty mm-hmm. uh pretty pretty
1: impressive. And Ed, so like these barrels that you get, is the main objective that you're going to grab barrels from different distilleries and then create a, a blend? Is, is that the overall goal that you're going to do with these bourbons and rise and stuff?
6: Yeah. So again, we're going to try to release each barrel in its best form. That obviously means that we're going to have to be evaluating each barrel before it leaves the distillery. It seems like a daunting task. There are different ways uh, to release whiskey though. Um, And the goal is to release the best tasting product we possibly can. So in some cases that may be blending those whiskeys. Sometimes uh, it may be putting out single, single barrels of those whiskeys. Sometimes it may be proofing down just a touch to really uh, accent the whiskey. It really just depends on each barrel. There's options to do all of them and we'll put them all under different labels, depending on what we do and be very transparent about it. The goal is to have the wow factor when you pop it. Um, I think, uh, I think the high-end spirits industry has room for for a place like us. Um, obviously, we're not going to be, you know, one of the giants mo- moving in the door or anytime soon coming down the road. But it'll take us a little while, and it's uh it's going to be a beautiful facility when it's built. I can promise you that.
1: And Ed, as so, you know, kind of turning the tables now, and this is maybe a question that's a little bit further down the road of possibilities. But do you think that in the future that you know, stores or clubs will be able to come to your distillery to do what their own type of blending of barrels or own single barrel picks. Is that something you see in the future?
6: In the future, uh, it won't be for a while after opening. Um, I'll have to have the inventory to support that. So it just, again, it depends on what I can work out moving in the door. Um, I have several irons in the fire, but until all the licensing is done, obviously I can't move on on the barrels. So it's a, it's an interesting process, you know, because I've gone from consumer to enthusiast to store level, and now I'm jumping ahead of distribution and going right up to to the source, which is which is pretty interesting from an enthusiast point of view, you know. Uh, sitting back and and seeing how it's all progressed over the years is is so humbling. It's insane the amount of people that I've met. Over over this time period and the and the relationships I form is it's mind blowing, it's absolutely mind blowing and it's an exciting time to be in whiskey, so I'm super excited about jumping in myself and, and mixing it up. I've had a lot of fun. In, um, I'm sorry.
3: I didn't mean sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
6: I was going to say I've had a lot of fun in the industry, but, you know, there's been some lessons along the way that have taught me, you know, what it takes to be able to do this kind of stuff. And a good friend, um, John Little, I'm sure you guys know who Mr. Little is. He and I uh, he and I have a very fun relationship. Um, I think I drive him insane. Like I, he would be much more hairy if it wasn't for me headwise. Uh, but uh, he told me, he says, you know, Ed, all you got to do, you can do anything you want to do. All you got to do is open up a distillery. Easier, it's easier cool. said than done. I was gonna right? say so put that seed in your
0: head and then uh
6: Yeah. Oh I, you, wait a minute, John. That's that's not a bad idea. You're not wrong. <laughs> you, you go down there and you bug these guys enough and they, they finally just get so frustrated they say, you know, just open up a distillery. <laughs> you get you get told that enough enough times and all of a sudden it sinks in. You go, maybe I should just open a distillery. <laughs> yeah, let's and, do it. Yeah, let's just do it. Matt, I have another question, if you don't mind. So
1: yeah, sure. obviously, um, you just gave a good example with John Little and, and talking to him about it. But you obviously know a lot of people in the industry. And this is something that's been, you know, turning in your mind for a while. Have you pinged others um, along the way, maybe master distillers or others you partnered with to kind of input on this process? And had they given you any
6: sort of advice that you found valuable? You know, I, I've had a lot, of, a lot of time to sit down with several of them and, and talk with them. And uh, the, guys that, uh, the guys that I've talked with have all had super positive responses. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to throw their name out here and throw them under the bus, but all of them have been more than encouraging. Um, several have been up to visit since then, and others are excited to get up to visit. So, I, you know, the one thing that's wonderful about our industry is is how much all the places support each other. And I think you saw that with Barton. Um, I think you've seen it with Heaven Hill in the past and uh, all the places. Everybody is, not, is, is willing to help any way they can. So I, I, I'm excited to be able to help as well. So. Hey, Ed, are you, uh, I'm going to ask an important question. Are you
5: hiring?
2: If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com/bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com/bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com/bourbon.
5: Hey Ed, are you? Uh, I'm going to ask an important question. Are you hiring?
6: uh, (laughs) not yet (laughs) so no not yet um obviously we'll have to do some staffing once we get to that point but you know dealing with uh the zoning and everything that's up here on on properties is is it takes a while so right now it's just gonna be you and no one else is joining you at the moment (laughs) i i have other people in mind i'm not i'm not gonna necessarily call them out just yet only because a lot of them are still employed elsewhere at the moment so but yeah i i've got i've been I've been putting some feelers out for sure. And there's been a lot of uh, very positive, very exciting talent that uh, that's willing to come help. Yeah. How'd you come up with the name? Like, what does it have a special meaning or is it, that's that was a great question, Michael. Um, actually, the name has a lot of meaning to me. When I first started looking into doing this, and and believe me when I say I, I don't know the first thing. Uh, I didn't at the time know the first thing about what I was doing. Uh, Shannon Smith, uh, who stepped up to help me, is a is a business startup attorney. Um, she she and I kicked it off real well, and then I also had a lot of other help from people that were also kind of in the same boat that I was as far as uh, as far as just getting. Started and one of those gentlemen was Damon Klesia, who's over at Northern Row uh, Distilling in, in brewery. Um, and Brewery. Uh, and he said he said something that resonated with me the whole time, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And the more I see what's been going on around me, um, it's it it, it it still holds so much truth. And that's a rising tide raises all ships. It's absolutely amazing to me how much opportunity I have to make people around me lives better. Just by doing what I'm doing, um, some of the opportunities that are going to come out from my place and uh, the excitement and the tourism um, is going to be next level, and it's going to help a lot of people locally, you know, come up, uh, be better people, and, and and live better lives. And to me, that's very, very, very important. It's it's always about helping somebody else. Uh, I think you've seen it with all the charity work that I've done. And uh, when I when I focus on helping others and in, in in return good things just tend to happen. Yeah. So you got another it, oh, Yeah. Go, go ahead, ahead go ahead Michael. I was going to say do you,
5: do you think that I want something that's very curious to me is um like your timing and all of this because we've kind of been in a bourbon boom for a while now um you know in a few years but still um I was just wondering if if something in particular kind of sparked this um this sudden career change or if it you know the success of old Baldy somehow had a was able to push you into this direction
6: It, it helped give me confidence to move in this direction for sure. Um, Jeff was one of the guys that kind of put the thought in my head. I'm very great grateful for him for that for sure. Uh, he's, he said it can be done and by him saying it could be done, it helped me move forward to make it happen. Um, Old Baldy, it, it kind of gave me a chance to do market research without taking the full plunge right off the bat. Um, I was able to pull it off a couple times and, and, and it just kept gaining traction. Um, so it was great. It was a great tool to get uh, to give me confidence to move forward. And, and I can't tell you, I'm super confident now. I'm ready to go. I, I, I'm so excited to get started doing this stuff. It's insane. So. You have That's an my, a, you have an alternate fear that yeah. perhaps you've had so much success that now you could try to do it and it, it could it could flop. I mean, is that a is that a legit fear of yours? Um, I I don't wouldn't say it's a fear because I haven't focused on it. You know, I, I tend to be a pretty positive person in, in the way I look at things and the way I move and the way I set myself up uh, in, in the market, I try to be very positive. And I, you know, there's there's been a lot of guys that have done this before. And the guys that have been successful have always said quality first. If you if you have quality first, you never have to worry about sales issues. It's, it's amazing to me that, uh, that there's so much opportunity in market for premium products. So I'm going to seize it. I'm, I'm jumping on it. I want to put out the best whiskey I possibly can, and I'm looking to, to give everybody the wow factor when they taste it. I love that. You know, it, it, it always makes you feel good when you see somebody sip something and they're just like, whoa, you know.
0: It's like that famous Ed Bly, cl- Ed Bly quote, but always fine bourbon. You know, that's <laughs> right. you said yeah, that that's
1: first. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was me. It was
6: always me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but
6: always He stole it from you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, the truth is, is that guys like that, they knew what they were doing. They, they know fully what they were doing and they were right. I agree 100%. So I'll do it the absolute best way I can and put out the best product I can. I've been successful at it so far. I don't see a reason why I can't be moving forward. So Ed, uh, so a quick question.
1: So Blake kind of alluded to this in the beginning of the interview or the questions is, you know, over in the Scotch world, you know, blending from different distilleries is quite common, Right. You know, mm-hmm. why Why do you think just now, and this is just the beginning of it, right, of in the bourbon world, has this kind of thought about bringing the best qualities of different distilleries into, you know, one pairing or one blend? Why now for bourbon?
6: It's wild, but it's amazing how bourbon, to a degree, and I don't want this to sound like a negative because it's not. It's just, it's a reality. It's kind of like a kindergarten soccer game. Mm-hmm. If you've ever noticed this, it's run and huddle. Something new comes out, run and huddle. Something new comes out, run and huddle. It's it's kind of just the way the market is. I dig it. I like it. I mean, the enthusiasm is next level. But, but the, the the blenders, the guys that do the do that kind of work here, don't get as much attention, and I think they should. I, I think that it takes uh it, it it takes many hands to put out a product in a lot of cases. Um, these guys have a very very tough job. You know, John Little actually, again, had told me, and I, I referred to him a lot because I, I really respect the conversations I have with him because he's brutally honest. But he told me that the blenders were probably the way that the industry would move next. And I, at the first time he told me that, I, I didn't think much of it. But when I went home, I thought about more about what he said. And it was a place for growth in the industry. So, of course, naturally, being an enthusiast, I wanted to try my hand at it to see if I could do it. And I think I did it pretty well. And, and by doing it pretty well, it gave me the confidence to try it a little bigger on the next time. And it, and I did that pretty well. And it's given me the confidence to really try it now and really push all the weight behind it. And what's great is, is that the people that will be uh, investing in me have a lot of market research to back it up.
2: That was so, another uh, question I was going to ask you, um, you know, just on the uh, the finance part. I mean, are, have you taken on investors uh, or are you boot- am- are you bootstrapped right now?
6: Um, I got, uh, no, 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 no. I got, I, I have a couple places that uh, it's sitting at right now that are pretty, pretty close. I'm, I'm confident it'll get funded. So, uh, they're, they're at this point, it's, it's, there's a little negotiation still to go, but we're, we're going to get there. Everybody's excited. And you know, the great thing about our industry is excitement's contagious and I love it. It's so much fun. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I don't work. I go in and I have fun every day. It's the truth. I do. I mean, I love what I do. And and now I get to do it in a large scale. I've always said, you know, I'm dangerous, and with a few barrels to pick from, imagine what will happen if I have a rick house. Yeah. Hmm. You sound excited. It, uh, open up just a
0: little bit more when you got room to, uh, yeah. to grow and expand, and yeah.
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun and I can't wait to see where it goes. I am the excitement after seeing the ideas coming to fruition and seeing the direction that everything is heading and how nice it looks and how, how the, every person that I've had the opportunity to talk to about it, that I have to know, even they don't follow us on, on the second, you know, on, on the set, all the pages and all that, they don't follow us. They don't see it. But when I tell them what's going on, they're excited Excitement's contagious. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome, and I cannot wait to show everybody what we can do. <laughs> I mean, I just can't wait. It's going to be, ah,
2: you know, it's a dream. So, a dream. at any point, were you ever thinking in your head, "I want to do another like Jim Rutledge Indiegogo campaign"? Like, did yeah. that no. ever? No, no.
6: I, I absolutely love Mister Rutledge, but yeah, no, that's that's not on me. Um, I, I had a clear idea in my head on what I was looking to do. And it, it seems to, it's going to work just fine. So we'll see how it all irons out, but yeah, it's that it, uh, I'm pretty positive. It's we're going to be okay.
2: Are you looking to do national distribution, stay in Kentucky, sort of what's your, your growth plan? Uh, Cause growth. I mean, this there is a, there is a business
6: plan for this after all. Sure. Right. And so I'm absolutely. sure you have some sort of idea of, of what yeah. you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. No, we definitely have a plan. Uh, it'll be Kentucky first year more than likely. Um, It depends on how quick I can get things put together, but yeah, more than likely it'll be Kentucky first year. And then as we open up with a new facility and have more options, we'll be able to expand uh, and and grow out different states. I know um, Tennessee was on my radar. Texas is on my radar. Um, Even Ohio two degrees on my radar just because I feel bad for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <Ed. laughs> Somebody's got to throw them a bone. Yeah. I mean, come on, these poor guys. Uh, but you know, I, I anticipate having trouble uh, keeping stuff in, in, in stores. I know the scale, I understand the volume and I understand what I'm up against. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be tough to keep stuff on the shelves, but uh, I hope you have a chance to grab it, you know?
2: So is the idea of, of what you're doing because we've already established that you know not distilling because I think I think a lot of us have come to the realization that uh, I don't know maybe NDPS are having more fun right like you don't have to go through the hassle of distilling and waiting and hoping and all sort of that kind of stuff you can just say like okay sure I'll I'll buy it I'll I'll pay the premium on top of it and I don't have to own
6: set equipment and run it and worry about grains and all that sort of stuff. Now, you know, uh, so let really me jump in real quick on that thought. My my concern wasn't so much that. My concern is where I'm looking to open it up. Um, there's other issues to deal with after you distill that would be a problem. I just don't want to fight the fight. And quite honestly, I'm I've, I've very confident in the person that would be distilling knows more about the actual distillation end of it than I do. I'm not known for that. I'm known for pallet work. That's what I'm going to focus on, and I, I think I do it pretty daggone well, and I'm going to continue to do it. I'm just going to do it on a much larger scale. Uh, we are looking at some point of possibly having contract distillation done in the future, and if so, I, I know the person that would be doing that for me. Uh, well, there may be a couple, actually, but I'm very confident in both of them producing excellent juice. So, And then we'll so be- the, the the second part of my question was,
2: you know, what's, what's the idea of, of this environment that you're going to be um, sort of going with? I mean, are you going to have bottling on site? Are you going to be contract bottling? Um, sort of what's, what, what's the, the vision there?
6: Um, contract aging, contract bottling off, off the get go for sure. Uh, we'll also, we also have been uh, in talking with uh, some local brewery, uh, breweries about uh, opening up on site uh, with a tap room, possibly a restaurant and bar as well. So we're, we're looking at turning it into a, a destination location. It should be pretty exciting.
0: And just kind of on that front, uh, what's the, you know, contract, not necessarily contracts distilling, but sourcing market looking like, you know, I I know that gets pretty competitive, but obviously your connections make it, um, hopefully a little bit easier, but, uh, you know, kind of what does that market look look like right now?
6: currently it's, uh, it's a touch uh it's a touch tough right now. But mm-hmm. like I said, I've got I've got some I've got some leads that I'm working on and I've got some ideas on how to come across barrels. Mm-hmm. Um that's I, I don't wanna obviously give away everything here, but I, I think <laughs> I'm pretty confident that uh we'll be okay on getting barrels one way or another. So Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's it's tough it's tough for people at source right now, that's for sure. No doubt about it, but the future's bright for that for sure. <laughs> I mean, look how are just opening up and all the stuff.
0: Yeah, you look at just how many. Um, I think it was Chuck Cowdery did a did a post on the amount of people over I forget what the number was, but it was a large number. And I think there's been like four more distilleries over that threshold. You know, for a while it was uh, Buffalo Trace, Old Forester, um, you know, beams to, And now you have, um, who's the big one in, uh, that just opened up in central, central Kentucky, I think, uh, not all tech. Um, I know you're talking about, they just, yeah. they just opened up and then you've also yeah. got, Barstaff, you got Urban Urban Company. Urban Company. You yeah. got um, mm-hmm. a lot of other, so there's, and all these distilleries are significantly increasing production. So hopefully in four to five years, we have a much better supply for, for cool stuff like this.
6: Oh, yeah. And what's great about it is, is by sourcing in the method that I'm thinking, it's going to give me a lot of variety and options to play with. Mm -hmm. So by having a lot of variety and options to play with, that'll give me an opportunity to create a unique and different product. Mm -hmm. I've already, I've done it a couple of times before and I'm going to do it again. It's going to be fun. I absolutely cannot wait to get going on this. So we're pretty far along in the process uh, as far as the setup goes. Um, the, the, I'm going to be leaving Cork in order to be able to spend a lot more time focusing hundred percent of my efforts on uh, moving it forward. So it's, uh, it's exciting and nervous time for me right now, for sure. You
2: have an expectation of a, a timeline when you are going to be dumping your first barrels or bottling or anything like that, that people can kind of look forward to
6: it's it's tough um, I'm planning on having releases by next uh, by next summer for certain um, hopefully here by uh, by the spring so we're, we're pushing hard to get it done quickly
0: man so you are uh, gonna have a busy 12 months ahead of you if yeah
6: <laughs> <laughs> It's been it's been exciting. It's been I mean, I've been doing all this and finishing and setting up Cork to make sure they're taken care of. It was super important for me to make sure that Cork was taken care of. The absolute last thing I wanted was them for them to suffer by me leaving. So I searched long, I searched hard. Um, I I searched in my head more than anything about who I, who I thought would be able to step in and take over and, and do a good job and be able to connect with all the current customers we have and bring their own customers on the same level with them as well. And I think Eric is uh, was an easy choice. I think he's going to do just fine. So, um, yeah. on top, am sorry.
1: Oops, I'm sorry. I, I guess kind of to that point, um, you know, Eric, maybe Eric can answer a quick question. Cause I'm sure that they're, you know, listening or potentially reading this, a lot of cork and bottle, uh, you know, customers that are looking forward to hearing what's to come. What, do you have any plans after as departure of, of barrel picks and what's to come?
4: Or right. is that kind of for, well, what's to come? Yeah. I mean, Ed's, Ed's given me a lot of good leads and, um, you know, I'm in the hunt on, you know, several, um, you know, distilleries that are a little smaller, you know, so there's definitely, I have three or four in the hunt. So I've already had samples from one that I'm just like, eh, it was all right. But there just wasn't up to my standards. And I don't know if Ed mentioned this, but actually,
0: um, me specifically, and most of the guys on the Bourbon Roundtable get first pick of any barrel that comes in. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in the contract somewhere, but
4: just wanted to make you aware of it in, in a public setting. So it's a it's a grandfather clause. So, yeah, yeah. 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 He, yeah, he mentioned that, so don't yeah, yeah, okay.
6: okay. take right. <laughs> care <laughs> no, Eric's gonna do great. We've had we've had an opportunity to do a couple picks together already. Uh, one one of which is the 1792 foolproof, uh, so it's actually nicknamed EB squared. So <laughs> Eric Goldman and Ed Bly, and then it has our picture <laughs> as uh, the movie Twins, and uh, I get to actually be the little guy in this one. <laughs> so it turned out pretty awesome. Um, it's one it's to definitely keep an eye on. That barrel it was awesome. Uh, Eric Eric's definitely got uh, got the touch. So I can't wait to see what all he does in his future there as well. I'm very excited for him. Um, the other, the other neat addition that we had to the staff, which was actually just kind of a blessing that fell in our lap was Tiernan Hogan. Tiernan is amazing. Um, he is a staff, he, he's one of our staff Psalms. We have, uh, three staff Psalms at Cork right now. Um, he has won Vince Vassell. And then of course, Jeff Cole, uh, did just passed his test. So the Cork is loaded for the future. I, I believe fully that all the moves that, I, uh, that, I've made and that they've made are to benefit them. Um, they've got, like I said, three staff soms, three bourbon enthusiasts, uh, and uh, experts uh, on staff as well. Brad Bonds, Tiernan, and, uh, and Eric, of course, 100%. So the knowledge level coming out of that store right now is unparalleled. Uh, you won't find many stores in the country with that level. Um, it's very, very, very exciting to see where they go as well. So neat things on the horizon there. And see, it's it's kind of like you're like you're like the UK
2: basketball recruiting program, right? Like you come in, you get your three years. Actually, in the UK, it's like one year, but then you reload, right? You keep bringing in the new talent and keep the uh, you keep the dream alive for you know at least all the customers that are going to be there. Because I'm sure that there's going to be a few customers, as Ryan sort of hinted to, that are going to be a little disappointed to hear about your departure, um, just because you know they. You know, you've got a you've got a name rec, you've got a brand and a name recognition there of what Cork and Bottle is able to put out, and you know has been the face of it for a very long time. And I'm sure that as soon as people start getting a chance to see what Eric puts out, I'm sure it won't be too far behind.
6: No, Cork is uh, it's amazing. Some of the people that have come out of Cork and Bottle over the years, mind blowing in industry. Um, So I, I believe he is definitely next in line um there's 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 so much growth opportunity still at that store and and so much already built with so much more to bring that he's going to do it'll be amazing he's set up and so is the store so i'm excited for them eric is there any
4: kind uh, of parting thoughts you you want to put there too um i mean yeah and like i said ed is uh you know set me up and teed off and all i have to do is you know you know, knock this one in the green and there's still a lot of hard work that I have to do. But, you know, like I said, Ed has groomed me. I still have another month with Ed. So, you know, it's, it's going to be fantastic. I mean, having Tiernan on, on with us was huge as well. And there's a lot to come with Gorkan It's going to be exciting. Well, real
2: cool. So I'll, uh, I'll open it up if there's any last questions that, ryan michael or uh blake want to ask ed if not we can
5: start wrapping it up i'm wondering if uh eric is ready for ed's
4: inbox volume (laughs) (laughs) no yeah i have already uh Braced my wife, you know, just doing this podcast <laughs> at night. I'm on vacation at North Carolina, so I had to bust open a bottle of champagne on the beach uh, to get this done, guys. <laughs> so I, I, I well can worked. only assume after I'm, I'm only going to assume like, cases of champagne, though. So <laughs> you can put the, you can put that one on my tab. I'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah,
6: <laughs> man, I had over a thousand PMs today, just after announcing that OWA a thousand. Jeez. I, I had about six,
0: so <laughs> we're in the same
5: range. I only had two, so that's amazing.
2: <laughs> well, good deal. So, fellas, if, if there's any other questions that you want to uh,
5: throw Ed's way, this is your this is your chance to do it. Hey, real quick, I'd, um, I'm I was curious if you could back up a little bit Ed, and talk just real quickly about what you have planned for the bourbon and rum blends, because I too find that to be like the perfect spirit. When you when you perfectly blend bourbon and rum, it's just like it takes the awesome sweetness from the rum and combines it with that like barrel oak char
6: from the bourbon, you know, and it just combines into something magical. It is. It really is So uh, that they complement each other so well if you have the right two products for sure. So the fun thing is, is I can actually develop several different lines of that same blend with different products it's why it's so exciting to be an NDP is because I have options where a lot of other people don't, you know, it's, it's the plus side of, uh, of being a, of being a rectifier. So yeah, the, the, the rums I I like, I like to blend are, uh, are, I don't want to give away too much here. It'll be on the bottle, (laughs) but, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna have, uh, they'll, they'll have a lot of butter and vanilla notes, uh, and the the whiskeys that I would blend with that, the bourbons I would blend with that would probably be a lot spicier. So complement each other perfectly, and it, it, like you said, it really does make uh, an eye opening spirit. And uh, I know that that's been played with in the industry, but I haven't seen it played with the way I'm going to because right. I, you'd know, you would know already if it had happened. Yeah, it's that good.
2: So. Yeah, so I I say, it sounds sounds like another San Francisco competition's about
6: to open up a new category. Then, <laughs> man, That's it cool. it will make waves. Yeah, heck yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have any more questions, but you know, Ed, congratulations. Really looking forward to it. Obviously, uh, we've all trusted your palate over the the years with your private picks. So I'm excited to see what happens, and you know, excited to see what Eric continues to do at Cork and Ball as well. It's it kind of like the best of both worlds we still get to have ed getting us good barrels and now we get to all dm eric and see what he can get in so uh, (laughs) no no i'm excited to see this and and i think it's really good to just as an industry as a whole kind of point more and more towards the blending process so this is exciting
6: i am so excited i can't even begin to tell you how excited i am it's it's i'm overwhelmed at this point with excitement you know I'm so I'm so ready to be done having meetings about having meetings and moving yeah. actually putting whiskey <laughs> in a bottle, you know? <laughs> so, you know. No, but believe me, the work's been put in. Uh there's there's a we're a long way through the process already. So it's exciting. I I be ready. We're coming. No,
0: we're and coming. I think you already have a great base of just people who trust your palate. So that, I can't
6: uh, wait. I, I can't wait to make them happy and, uh, convert a few other people at the same time. So.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I uh, yeah, definitely want to just echo Blake's comments there and say, congratulations. It's a, uh, it's always fun to, to kind of go. And, you know, Ryan can always say it is, it's always scary to go out and try to entrepreneur something and, and, you know, really risk on something. But you no, know, this is, this is I think going to be a little bit lower risk for you, right? You've got, you've got a, uh, You've got a market that's ready. Uh, as Blake said, there's people that trust you. So, you know, best of luck here in the next few months. And we can't, really can't wait to see what's going to come of it. So definitely, we're all excited for you. So this is going to be a, a fun little thing that you've got going on. Oh, yeah.
1: And Thank I, you so much, sir. I had one final question. That I just thought of uh, when Kenny said that. So along your journey here, um, you know, I know on Instagram, you have your Instagram account. Uh, do you plan on... You know building a new instagram account and a new distillery so we can follow along because obviously you have a lot of fans and
6: followers that you want to want to follow around with this journey absolutely so that'll all be taken care of and set up it's in the process uh, with branding right now so that we capture the right ones um there'll be web page there'll be uh, instagram facebook twitter the whole ball of wax you know i'm a big social media guy i try to be very accessible to all of my fans uh, and all the people that, that are enthusiasts that just have general questions. So I, I field as many PMs as I possibly can, as fast as I can every day. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I
2: guess it's a probably a good reason now we should probably set it out. So if you need to get in contact with Eric, it's E I R C B O L L. No, I'm just kidding. We, we won't be general, but, uh, just find him, and friend him. I swear. Yeah. I'm here. I'm ready. Ed taught me. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Well, with that, let's go ahead. We'll start wrapping it up. Um, Blake, why don't you go ahead?
0: <clears throat> yeah. So I'm Blake from Bourboner, uh, B-O-U-R-B-O-N-R.com and now Sealbox.com, S-E-E-L-B-A-C-H-S.com. Can't have anything that's easy to spell, but uh, you know, check check it out on all your social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, no, this has been a lot of fun. So it's it's really exciting. I know Ed has kind of teased this out to even all of us for a little while. So it's it's cool to see it really happening and, and get the full story. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, you just got to bookmark
2: Sealbox. You don't have to
0: remember how to spell it at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Louisville guys are like, oh, yeah, Sealbox, okay. But every, the rest of the
2: world's just kind of... <laughs> I set that as my homepage. Like, as soon as you open Chrome, it opens Sealbox.
0: <laughs> I, I thought that's what everyone did. You know, they just had the logo on the back of their phone.
6: Yeah.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Michael, go ahead. As uh, is Michael at Superfly Bourbon Club com. Uh, I can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well and stay on the lookout for reviews and whatnot. And sweet bottle uh, images. Oh yeah. And sweet bottle images. And if, again, <laughs> uh, if you need private label designs,
1: I'm your guy. There you go. <laughs> and uh, bourbon buddy. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Lentz, uh, the bourbonbuddy.com and on Instagram at uh, bourbon underscore buddy and uh yeah i mean i've i've known ed, ed we did a pick uh, probably what like four years ago three years ago right before i think you you joined uh cork and bottle so just can't say how proud of him of you man and it's just exciting times and just i'm gonna be excited to follow the journey with you hopefully i get to taste some of that product you're bringing in
6: there too so looking oh, forward to it. Man. awesome thanks ryan good deal. Uh, Ed, is there anything you want to leave us with? I just want to thank Melanie for putting up with me through all this ordeal because believe me, <laughs> I've been embarrassed <laughs> and cork bottle and all the staff and all the people that have been there and supported me throughout the years. And I, I can't tell you how much it's meant to me. And I really, really appreciate it. So continue to please do, please do continue to support. Um, and I can't wait to see where the future takes us.
0: So. No, fantastic. Eric, anything you want to leave us with as well?
4: I mean, yeah, you can you can uh, find me a Corkum bottle, Eric Dot Bowman at cork <laughs> up. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, eBull 360 So, come check it out. I just you know like to have fun, drink some bourbon, drink some beer, and uh, play with the kids. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think I just heard the first ding on Messenger go off right there. Was that you? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that
4: was that was Ed telling me to wrap it up.
0: Keep <laughs> <laughs> it <I'm> short.
4: <laughs> uh, t- that's good. So
2: uh, again, thank you fellas for joining in. This was a great podcast, a, a good little uh, mix up from our regular bourbon community roundtable. but this was good news to kind of put out there. And uh, like I said, we're all very happy for you, Ed. So congratulations you. on, your, on your next journey. And uh, Eric, congratulations on the the new role. We're, we're all excited to kind of see what both of you going to have in store for us. Thank but you. With that, make sure you are subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, stitcher podcast or whatever your favorite podcast app is if you're more of a video person subscribe on youtube or facebook if you like what you hear make sure you support the show on patreon we've got a lot of cool things help we got a we got a barrel pick that's already coming it's already got it lined up for us but no, i'm just kidding so we're not doing that but we've got a lot of barrel picks lined up uh and you have access to help support the show and and get a bottle through there so please come and check that out uh and we got bottle totes Patches, koozie stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. And if you have any more show suggestions or anything that you want to see, make sure you send us an email. It's team at bourbonpursuit.com. With that, we will see everybody next week.